Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. The show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360 or email us at hope at HopeNet360.com as you're listening to the show tonight. Glad to be with you guys tonight. Jeff, DW, Todd in studio. Glad to be with you guys. How's it going? Good. Good. It's going great. I'm just grateful to be able to be here and this opportunity and... You know, living in a country where we aren't persecuted necessarily, well, quote-unquote persecuted for um, sharing what we believe and just having the you know opportunity to talk about things that really matter on the air. You know, Todd, it, it, that sparks a thought. Do, do you think America is great? Not anymore. Okay. It, that's interesting. I mean, I would say we live in a great country as we compare it to others. But if I were to say that, you wouldn't be mad at me for saying that, probably. No. No. But what would I mean by that, do you think? Great compared to other countries? Okay. Well, that certainly compared is that, to other is countries. Is that what you were Well, if asking? I just make this statement, you know, America's great. I mean, we get to celebrate Memorial Day and Fourth of July. I mean, mm-hmm. the summer seasons of, uh, at the end of the season, we celebrate Labor Day. So we kind of celebrate what goes on in this country and those who gave us the freedoms mm-hmm. um, to have it. But... I'm wondering if we could isolate, what what is it that makes the country great? Well, I think what made our country great was what it was founded on. I mean, people came over here because they believe that, you know, we we want to have a relationship with God that's not dictated by a pope or, you know, we want to be able to read the Bible for ourselves. And that's what made the country great is come over here and it was... If you didn't like Christianity, well, you had the freedom to leave. (laughs) Or you had the freedom to, you know, believe something else if if you wanted to. And I think wars in the past, um, men fought for God, for honor, for their family. And there was a lot more, I don't know, just honor in how people did things and a lot more ethics involved, I guess. And now you said something interesting there. You said something like, if, you know, you have the freedom to be a part of it or leave or whatever. I often think of the founding fathers as those who set a foundation and and then we built on it for many years. Mm-hmm. And, and like, right, it seems like now we're going back and trying to rip out those foundation blocks, just rip them out without mm-hmm. replacing them with anything. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do that in a foundation, what happens? It just falls. Yeah, eventually yeah, it, falls, it falls. Crumbles. So I, I think we have to be very careful. Uh, another thing that's very interesting is you were saying that. I thought, I know you think I sit around and think too much or something, but I, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking there are things that are mutually exclusive, but we're trying to make them so they're not. Do you know what I mean by the term mutually exclusive? Mm, explain. Okay, mutually exclusive is two things that uh, cannot happen at the same time. Uh, for example... You you uh, you can say I want to uh, read this book, 
and I want to um, uh, be blind at the same time. <laughs> well, you can't do those two things. Now, the book could be read to you. You could use Braille, that kind of thing, if that's what you call reading. But, but you can't do both of those things because one of them means that you can't do the other. <laughs> like I could say I'm a male, okay, and I could say, well, I would like to have a baby one day. <laughs> no, you're a male, which mm-hmm. means that it's mutually exclusive. You can't have those two concepts. No. Uh, you know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, so what's interesting is, is so how many times in our country, I think, and in our own heads, we get messed up because we're trying to make mutually exclusive things work together, but they can't. So, so the question I would have for you is, is you think about the founding fathers and stuff and Memorial Day and, and, and Fourth of July coming up, but is, is it mutually exclusive for people to think there is a God and there isn't a God who live next to each other? I mean, does that not even work? Or can it work? That's the question. I think one is going to be true and the other one's going to be proven not true. You know, but I, I think there's there's that degree of faith. I think when you look at country uh, in general and maybe society, you know, we live in a very pluralistic society where there's a lot of different beliefs and there's a notion out there that all of these beliefs, all of these ideas, whether it's atheism or, you know, it's pantheism, you know, believing in multiple gods, whatever, uh, all of these can coexist. They can all work together. They're all true. They're all equally true. They're all equally right. They're all equally valid. And I don't know. I, I think it's it, it kind of falls short when you look at it from a logical sense. When it comes to the different faiths, if you actually look at them, I don't think they all match up evenly and all share the same ideas or ideals uh, or end games, end goals. So we could continue on that conversation. I do want to just thank all the veterans who are out there tonight listening to the show. Thank you guys for serving our country, and we do remember the sacrifice, not only with your life, but also with your family. Many of you gave up other things. You took time away from your family. Uh, many wives who are out there who are wives of military members or husbands of military members, uh, these are you know these are families that I think are the, mo- the biggest heroes uh, when, they, when it comes to giving up time, sacrifice, sacrificing and putting your own life on the line so that people like Dave, myself, Todd, we can all just do this sort of thing and be free in doing it. And uh, so we thank you guys for your sacrifice. I'd like to shout out, too, to those who lost somebody in war. Um, Yes. There are children whose uh, dads never came home Mm -hmm. and wives whose husbands never came home and husbands whose wives never came home. Mm -hmm. And uh, on on the the Memorial Day weekend in particular, that's, that's our time for our nation to, to mourn with you and to show appreciation to you in a very special way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the freedoms, I think, that we you know, are talking about, the freedom we have in this country to say stupid things or to say profound things. I mean, we have freedom, and we have freedom because uh, people paid for it with their lives and, and with the preservation of the principles that the country was founded on. So mm-hmm. we do thank all of you for that. You know, it, we, we were talking about that mutual exclusive thing. You know, Jeff, it's, it, and as you were talking, I was thinking, have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, uh, like you're, you're talking about you believe in God and they believe that this goat that they have in their backyard is a God or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they say, well, that's good for you. That's your truth. And my truth is my goat's a God. Do you ever have someone, not with a goat illustration, but come up and, and even get close to talking in that way? Like it's, it's true for you. This is true for me. But they can't be true, both of them. I've, I've yeah, had I, a couple, but not Yeah, not I a did lot. that a lot, actually. It's like you look at them and you go, what you just said, it cannot be. The goat in your backyard <laughs> and God yeah. cannot both be God. One of them is. So it's mutually exclusive. And that's all I'm talking about when I use that term. It's, we have become a society that's accepting 
things that people say, even though what they say is mutually exclusive, it does not work. And, and I would just challenge our listeners, be careful when somebody starts talking about your truth, my truth, everybody's truth, you can believe what you want, everything's right. Mm-hmm. It can't be in certain cases. Some things can be, but, but not everything. Some things cannot be right. If, if we are right and understand what the Bible says about God and his love and his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace and the purpose we have in life, well, then there's other things that are being said by other religions that are not right. You know, that's what you have to wrestle with and, and try and come to the truth. And that's what we hope our listeners will do is actually wrestle with it. Yeah. There was this DVD that I saw by Ravi Zachariah, and he was doing a question and answer time at a secular university. And a student asked him, uh, how do you, you know, talk about, you know, the re- religions that say all oh, all religions are the same? Well, and mm-hmm. what he said was something to the effect that if you say all religions are the same or if you say everything is true, that's like saying nothing is false. And if mm-hmm. nothing is false, then truly nothing is true. And so if you say all religions are the same, that's either that statement is either excluding itself or including itself. And if, you know, if you make an absolute statement like there's, you know, everything is relative, Mm -hmm. that either excludes itself or includes itself because if it's making an absolute statement, then it excludes itself. And then if you say uh, everything is relative, um, that either says then maybe sometimes it is true or sometimes it isn't. So in a way, it contradicts itself (laughs) by making a statement like that. Yeah, it's important that, that we work at discovering what truth is and not making it up. Otherwise, you're in trouble. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight on the show. Remember, you can always connect with a live coach anytime you need to chat with somebody about whatever's going on in your life. Visit HopeNet360.com and click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. We're going to take a break on the show here tonight, and we'll have more when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Jeff and DW, your host, Todd, in studio with us tonight, and we're chatting about life we're chatting about we're getting ready for memorial day tomorrow's memorial day already and yes we're thankful not only to our living veterans but especially those who paid the ultimate price and that's what we celebrate and we remember on memorial day is those who died in the line of duty serving our country to keep our freedoms intact and to continue to protect our sovereignty as well as a nation so we are free here in this country whether we like it or not or whether we think we are or not we do have so many freedoms that so many countries don't have. And so today we want to be thankful for those things. We're thankful we're free. And tonight we want to invite you to be a part of our conversation as well as we're going to talk about making the most of our summer because many of you, if you're a college student, you probably already took your final exams and you're in summer mode already. And some of you teenagers who are going through the high school years or whatever, you're finishing up school and it's coming to that point where you're just wanting to be done with school and into summer. So summer's coming and uh, we're excited. We're glad that summer's finally here, especially in Wisconsin. I don't know. You guys, do you guys still have snow up there? Uh, funny, Jeff. But you know what? Here, here's the <laughs> truth of the matter. On May 15th this year, and I don't know uh, how long and when it went, actually went out, our septics are still frozen. No. Yes, they're still frozen. And it's an amazing frost that went through. We have a cabin on the beach 
that we still, in the middle of May, we still could not use because the fact that the pipes were still frozen going to it. We had over nine feet of frost in the ground. So we are really glad if it gets real hot now for a while. Uh, because no kidding. We're still, it's, it's like an iceberg. Uh, this global warming's killing us, man. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yes, yeah, summer is coming. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to get warmer up at Silver Birch Ranch. Nick LeBond wants to because you guys have a crazy awesome summer coming up. You guys have some really good camps going on up there. When do those start? They go from really Memorial Day all the way to Labor Day. And uh, I want to invite our listeners uh, in, in very uh, specific terms. It, no matter what age you are in school that are listening, if you're still in school, not in college, but uh, under college age, there's a camp for you to come to. And, uh, boy, get away here and, and do all the activities. Bring a friend with you. Uh, I encourage you to bring someone who is struggling or seeking or trying to figure out life because that's what we do here on these grounds. We, we really work with young people to try and figure out uh, who God is, why does it matter, and introduce them to, to God and to the Bible. So we invite you to take a look at silverbirchranch.org and figure that one out. Todd will be here all summer. Todd, uh, you'll be here. What, let's see what the three of us are planning for summer. Because summer seems to have its own set of uh, plans and uniqueness that we all do something different during the summer. So, Todd, what are you doing this summer? Uh, I'm on summer staff here at Silver Birch Ranch. I am the tech coordinator. I'm going to be doing the sound for the games and the chapels and setting up sound systems and stuff like that. All right, cool. And that's uh, all summer long? Yep. Okay. Very yep. good. All right. Todd, what are you doing? Well, we're going to be spending some time coming up to Silver Birch Ranch and doing some interviews, talking with young people, young adults, some of your staff, some of your campers. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, just listening to stories, listening to, even if they listen to the show, uh, how the show has impacted them. So I'm looking forward to coming up there and being a part of the camp experience a little bit and uh, just seeing what God is doing, especially in young people's lives. I think it's always exciting to see to see growth, to see young people find God and uh, and have fun in the process. You know, some people think that this whole Christianity thing is just boring. It's just, you know, going to church and the same old thing and feeling guilty all the time. And I think camp is one of those things where when I was growing up, I went to camp pretty much every year as a teenager. And it was a great, great time in my summer because I felt like I could just be myself and I could be surrounded by people who loved me and who wanted to have fun with me. And we can play soccer, we can play basketball and, you know, frisbee golf, whatever. There's tons of stuff to do at camp. So I'll always remember the camp years where I went to camp and changed my life. I think that's a very important thing you said. I think we're talking specifically to a crowd that has a lot of options in the summer. They're there are some that are in the work world that have two weeks of vacation a year. Mm-hmm. I, you know, some friends of mine that already took them, they're not taking any more during the summer. So they're, they're really working for the summer, and um, that's the way it is in the grown-up world many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still usually, if uh, you have vacation time, you'll take some vacation time. Uh, students, uh, enjoy the fact that you still get all summer to do things. And really going for a week at camp, it's probably something that's really good for you to do, mm-hmm. especially if you have uh, not other plans at this time. And there's still plenty of Christian camps that have openings, Silver Bird Trans being one of them that you can still be a part of. So we encourage you to do that and bring a friend. Just bring a friend. Because in that process, boy, it, both of you together can really be challenged. And especially if you know someone who's struggling, then, then you become a part of the solution and, and really can help in a very significant way. Yeah, and so speaking of the rest of summer, I mean, we've got a lot of good things coming up at HopeNet 360. In June, June 27th, we have a Scramble for Hope fundraiser going on at Sherwood Forest Golf Club in Sherwood. 
and would love for you, if you're a golfer, if you would like to come and support HopeNet360, hear about what we're doing uh, over the next year and be a part of helping bring hope to Northeast Wisconsin in bigger ways, uh, check out HopeNet360.com slash golf. And you can register there. You can get information. You can also invite your friends to be a part of it. There are two shotgun starts. It's on a Friday. So in the morning, we have a shotgun start time in the afternoon. So all the details are at HopeNet360.com slash golf. And then in July, we'll be at Life Fest. I'm going to be helping out in the youth pastor or youth worker oasis they have uh, over there. So I'll be in there on Saturday and just hanging out, connecting with youth pastors, youth workers, and parents, people who want to come up and, and learn more about HopeNet360 a little bit. And uh, so that's going to be fun. I think August, we're going to just kind of take a little bit of a break before the school year and hit September hard. We've got some uh, really neat things lined up for September when it comes to suicide prevention and awareness. And uh, all that's going to be on our calendar at HopeNet360.com slash events. Hey, so, also, we have a um, HopeNet360 race car. Yeah, we do. Uh, that, people, that people can go and watch in the Shano uh, speed track down there in Shano every Saturday, 630. I think they race down there. And you could be looking for... Our car that'll be racing there, it'll say HopeNet 360 on the side. It'll also say Silver Birch Ranch and Omega Force, which are ministries a part of Silver Birch Ranch. So uh, we encourage you, go to the racetrack. If you're listening to us in the Shano area, you like uh, seeing races, uh, and uh, we'll keep you posted as to times maybe when I'm going to go there and, and maybe uh, Jeff will be there and, and just to, to meet people who, uh, who are race fans. So we're excited about that. We're excited about getting the word out and talking to people uh, and having conversations that can actually save lives. That's exactly it. So enough of the commercials. We do want to talk about more of how to have a really great summer because I think what ends up happening for a lot of young people today, Dave and Todd, as we're just sitting here and looking at the possibility of finally breaking free from the maybe the school routine, maybe the homework, the papers, all of the research projects, whatever, is you've got a summer now where it's going to be warmer out, we can get out and do more things. How do you guys plan when you were younger as you guys are, are growing up? Todd, maybe you can kind of talk to this a little bit more. Um, in what ways did you prepare? Did you have to prepare for summer or did you just kind of like go with the flow when summer came? Well, there was a lot of things that I planned on doing during the summer. I would have to mentally prepare myself for baling hay. <laughs> that was always quite the endeavor. And I would always get really excited about baseball. That was, oh, I loved baseball. So, yeah. um, but other than that, I mean, it was, you know, doing stuff with friends and youth group and that kind of thing. But, um, I don't know, some days, you know, working hard all day. Some days were kind of laid back, but I don't know. That's kind of what my summers looked so like. So you didn't make a real specific plan, though, for the summer. It just kind of it's more your parents dictated you're going to have hay on this day or whatever. And then, yeah. And then you could work around that. Yeah, that's kind of how it was. Well, the other thing we did, too, is we had an apple orchard, and we made applesauce and cider and all those things, too. That was another big project we had hmm. going on during the summer. So a lot of... A lot of like farm related type working and stuff, but yeah, it seems like those are in the farming industry. Boy, they they have plenty to do throughout mm -hmm. the summer if if actually they are farming and and yeah. uh, parents make sure they're involved in it. Mm -hmm. Jeff, were you farming when you grew up? Were you on a farm? You know, it's so funny. I grew up in rural Wisconsin, USA, and I did not live on a farm. I was probably one of the maybe minority. No, I don't. I don't know if I was a minority, but so what did you do during the summer? Well, you know, to be honest. There were just a few things that I did besides, you know, the chores, you know, cutting the grass or making sure my room stayed clean, that sort of thing. I, I played summer soccer. That was my favorite thing to do growing up, uh, mostly because we had it set up to where pretty much every single year we would win the tournament. 
because our team was this uh, – we're, we're a bunch of farm kids. It was fixed. It was kind of fixed. We had – see, okay, here I'll, – I'll kind of share a little bit how this yeah. works out. Please do. Uh, we had a, you know, a soccer team, and some of you guys will relate to this. If you, if you played sports, uh, you'll understand some of this. I grew up in kind of a, an interesting setting. We had a rural community that was – close-knit um so every year we'd have pretty much the same kids or the same number of kids signing up for soccer and we'd play with teams that were from more of suburban areas and they would have more teams available so what would end up happening to them is their players would get shuffled up from different teams year to year depending on how many signed up from their area or how it all balanced out well in rural town usa it was the same people on the same team every other year and we had basically two teams. So the younger ones would play with the older ones. The older, older ones would play with the younger ones the next year. And so we had this really good team going. So we would go into these games. Basically, these kids didn't know how to play with each other. We knew how to play with each other. So we would just go in and school them. And wouldn't win every single game, but uh, we won many of the tournaments because we were just, you know, we'd hit it in stride uh, at the end of the season. And so for us, it was a lot of fun. A lot of teams hated us because we were just that good. You know, we weren't perfect, but it was it was one of those growing up, good childhood memories, lots of trophies that mean nothing today. But uh, at one point, they meant everything. So we're going to take a break. Here on the show, we'll talk more about having a great summer when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Talking about how to make the most of your summer. Jeff and DW, your host tonight, guys. When you think of summer, you know, we were kind of talking about how our summers looked growing up. You know, mine probably looked different from yours. Dave, you'd mentioned in the break that your life looked a little bit different, a lot different than mine did. Uh, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about what your summer looked like as you were growing up. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of choices growing up. My dad was very active in ministry. He was a pastor. He started Silver Birch Ranch. He started Phantom Ranch in the southern part of the state. Every summer of my life, I went to camp. In fact, most years, he pulled me out of school early because Chicago Public Schools went till like June 21st. And he pulled me out of school early, and I went and I served all summer, uh, whatever he told me to do. So every day was a full day and went back to school uh, to Chicago the day before I went back to school. So I really kind of missed out on playing baseball and some of the other things. But uh, my life, uh, I would do it all over again in a second. I learned how to work. I learned how to work with people. And really to grow up in the north woods of Wisconsin in the summers when it's the best weather ever um, it was really quite special. But But really... Again, you know, what happened back then was I think parents back in my day very much um, helped people plan what they were going to do. And now there's a lot more freedom. And I'm not sure that um, we're making the best decisions with that freedom because, you know, uh, you guys are are familiar with Gordon McDonald at all Mm -hmm. the name. Yeah. He's written some books and and, um, I'm trying to remember the title of the book. It was. Ordering My Private World. Right, Ordering yeah. Your Private World. In that book, Ordering Your Private World, um, he said, unplanned time always goes to your weakness. Hmm. And and after I read that, I thought about it, and I said, he's right. He's really right. Let's say I get up, I don't have anything to do. Here's my weakness, you know, going playing video games or doing whatever. And, and I'll do it for hours because I don't have any plans. Mm-hmm. I think planning is important and and. You know, someone might look at me and say, you're an old guy. That's what all old people say. There's a reason why older people say that, because we've learned through the years that if you don't plan, 
you're probably going to slip right into your weakness. Uh, even when you get older, a guy comes home from work, he comes home and, and he, he has no plans for the evening. <laughs> and so what, what does he do? He throws a pizza in and he eats it. He sits in front of the TV. It's 10 o'clock. He goes to bed because he's just sent four or five hours in front of television because he didn't have any plans. Um, my wife and I regularly ask each other at the end of uh, the day, I mean, around supper time, so what are your plans for the evening? And that's not unusual for us to say. And, and we usually will tell each other, if we don't have any, then the other one makes plans for us. <laughs> yes. know, it's like, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that. Okay. You know, it, it really makes a big difference to have a plan. Otherwise, you're going to really go into your weakness. You can just pick up your cell phone, spend all night on Facebook, you know, that kind of thing. So yep. um, I think it's important that, that people understand that one aspect of planning. Uh, did you plan as a kid at all then? Um, you know, I, I wasn't a great planner when it came to it. I just, I knew when my soccer game was. So either I would, you know, if it was warm out, I would try to just stay hydrated or, you know, ready to play. You know, that was that sort of thing. You know, my other plans growing up, I always intended on reading more of the Bible, but when it came to it, it didn't always play out the way that I figured it was going to play out. Probably because it didn't really have a, a winning plan at that. I may have had an idea in my head of what I wanted to do, but uh, when it came to it, I would either find more satisfaction in playing video games or I had to get chores done or something came up. I'd go out with friends and hang out with friends uh, on the weeknights or something. And so my schedule changed and I kind of allowed summer to be this kind of as it comes, I'll kind of go with it kind of routine. And I don't know if you had that at all, but I, I find more teenagers that kind of live that same way. If they don't have a job or they don't have something that they're really intentionally doing that's already factored into their schedule, they just kind of go with the flow and they kind of lose their schedule. They lose kind of track of what they were intending on doing, um, mostly because it really didn't, they didn't really have a plan. Yeah. You know what? Let me, let me ask you something, you and Todd. Now, I know the answer to the first question for both of you, but Jeff, you're married, correct? Yep. Could you apply the rules that you just talked about, not having a plan, not really, you know, other things getting in the way to your relationship with your wife? You know, it's funny you ask that because as much as I want to say no, sometimes that's the way that I live, if I'm just being honest, you know, right. where it's, and as much as I want to say no, it doesn't work, sometimes you default to that because of old habits or old patterns or, you know. Okay. And Todd, you, you are somebody who's dating somebody. Do you not make plans to uh, visit with her? I do, yeah. Often. Do you just get up in the morning and something else comes up, you just don't listen to your plans? You what, do you, what do you mean? In other words, you, let's say you made a plan to go see her and yet you got up and you said, man, I think I'll play a video game today and, and you just no. don't see her. Does that work? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't do that. And, and what would that say about your relationship if that did work? It would say work? that I didn't value it if I just did that. Ah. So, so do you think that us not planning – to spend time with God says something about our relationship with him. Definitely. If, if something like just planning could change that. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of us uh, fight against rules. I mean, we don't like rules yep. in our life. And a lot of Christians you hear, well, I'm not going to be a rule maker. I'm not going to be a, a, you know, I don't want to be legalistic, that kind of thing. You know what? You, you are a rule maker and legalistic if you have rules that are outside of a relationship. But let me, let me address uh, Jeff when, when I was talking about marriage. I've been married for 34 years, and Linda and I have some rules in our relationship. One of the rules I have is when we're both home um, and it's nice outside, nice enough to do something, we either ski in the, in the winter or we walk when it's nice. So we have that rule that we're going to do that. 
There are days we don't do it, but we understand those days and we've communicated it because of something within the schedule that both of us agree on or whatever. But the rule basically is, you know, when I'm home and she's home, it's a nice evening, we're going to ride a bike or we're going to walk for an hour. You know, we want to do it an hour together. Uh, we have other rules. I, I won't travel in a car alone with another female. Now, you say, well, I don't know. that. You know what? Apart from being in a relationship with my wife, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense necessarily. But because of my relationship and because I value it, I want to make sure not to do anything that might cause a problem in that. Um, Romans 13, um, the 14th verse says, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh mm. to gratify its desires. Yeah. If you're going to make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires, you're going to make a plan uh, because there are things that you have to get rid of in life in order for that to happen. It's very interesting when you think about planning. A lot of people refuse that because they are actually then thinking they're limiting their life in case something comes up they don't want to miss it. Yeah. Uh, I, I call it the FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. <laughs> it is the um, FOMO syndrome. It is the FOMO syndrome. And so it, it, it paralyzes you to where you're just sitting around waiting to make sure that you don't miss out. And in the process, guess what? You miss out. <laughs> yes, you do. Isn't that weird? I mean, you're, you, you got FOMO going on and you're paralyzed because of FOMO, but FOMO happens. So it, it, it's just weird. It is really weird. You know, it's not only making a plan. When we say make a plan for summer, we're not saying every single moment has to be structured out to where – you know, you're, you know what you're going to be doing when you're going to be doing it because one of the best things about summer is you can be a little bit more spontaneous with your time. You know, you can make time intentionally, and that, I think that's the point of our show tonight is we just don't want to lose the intentionality that we have. Many of you have gone through school or, you know, you've had a schedule for the last nine or ten months roughly, and now you've got these these couple of months here where it's like I don't have to do everything that I was doing, especially on those days that I didn't want to do it. So you can be a little bit more flexible. I think what we're saying is we don't want to lose our flexibility. We don't want to lose our intentionality. We want to be more flexible. But, you know, going back to your question, Dave, you know, it's I think there are a lot of married people out there who are in a different situation. See, Todd, the thing that I remember when I was dating, you know, when I was dating my wife now, Maria, uh, we had to intentionally, you know, make time and meet up because we weren't living together. We weren't in, uh, you know, living in the same place. It wasn't where, you know, we could just wake up and, oh, there they are. There's a smile on their face and it's perfect. It's like. But now you can ignore her. Yeah, now I have to, now I have to intentionally, no, I'm not going to intentionally yeah. ignore my wife, but you, you no, have but, to. But you can easier because she's there. Well, you can. It, you just, you get so used to them being there that it's like you're just there. So, so, you know, why do I have to plan it out? We don't have to really plan it out. We're just there. We just exist in the same room. It's great. It's happy. That's what marriage is, right? Uh, no, but I think there's a lot of married people who just play it that way where they're so used to it being that way. They're always there. They're going to be there when I wake up. You know, whatever happens, you know, we're, we'll just agree on it when the moment comes. Well, that's great, but is your spouse feeling the same way? Does, does he or she feel like that's the way that it should be or whatever? Are you guys even talking about it? And to be honest, I, even in my own marriage, sometimes talking about those things that seem so, you should just know naturally what the other person's thinking. And so, I don't know. I think there's a lot of married people out there that may agree. If you don't agree or if maybe you found yourself in that same spot, connect with us. You can email us at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on Facebook at hopenet360. There's going to be plenty more when we come back here on HopeNet Radio tonight. 
Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Hey, what's up? It's Jeff from HopeNet Radio. We all know that teen suicide is a dark reality in our communities. The numbers are sobering. Feelings of hopelessness and depression are very real in our youth and parents today. HopeNet 360 continues to be a beacon of hope in our communities through HopeNet radio show and podcast, educational seminars, the crisis chat line, and local hope-giving community resources. There's much more work to be done, which is exactly why I want to invite you to join me at Scramble for Hope 2014. Scramble for Hope 2014 tees off on Friday, June 27th at Sherwood Forest Golf Club in Sherwood, Wisconsin. Break out the clubs and play nine holes of golf with me. See if you can take the title for the longest drive or the longest putt. Challenge the celebrity and go for the hole-in-one. Go to HopeNet360.com to register for one of the shotgun start times. If you can't make it but wish to donate, you can do that there as well. Get your golf fix. Learn about what HopeNet360 is doing to save lives from suicide in Northeast Wisconsin. Scramble for Hope, June 27th at Sherwood Forest Golf Club. That's HopeNet360.com slash golf. See you there. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. It's the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio, the second half of the show. Welcome to HopeNet Radio tonight. Glad that you've joined us tonight. Jeff and DW, your hosts. And Todd is in studio with us as well. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. Or if you're on your email, you can email us anytime, day or night, at hope at HopeNet360.com. So if you missed the first half of the show, make sure to go back to HopeNet360.com tonight. Or if you're on iTunes, subscribe there as well. We do post every single show that you hear online every week. You can go back and listen to it. That way you can share it with your friends. You can listen to it over again because chances are we may talk too fast. You might miss something and you're like, man, I missed that. That was really good. What did they say? And uh, Or who was that person they had on the show? So everything is at HopeNet360.com. We've been talking about making the most of your summer. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. It's kind of the on the calendar anyway. It's not the first day of summer, but it kind of feels like it kicks off summer in some way. Kind of getting that itch to get out, get outdoors, do something with the family. So we're so thankful for our veterans um, who did give up the ultimate sacrifice for our country so that we could be free, so we could do shows like this and talk to you guys about life and give you some perspectives. So glad to be with you guys tonight talking about intentionality. In what ways do you see we need to be more intentional when it comes to not even just our summer, but just life in general? What things do we need to be more intentional on? You know, it seems like our culture is drawing us away from intentionality into spontaneity. In other words, we're always just responding to things around us. What we need to do is make sure that we're intentionally living in a spontaneous world, if that makes sense. Uh, in other words, I, what, what I would like to see done and what I've seen research uh, show us time and time again is that those people who actually take time, a few minutes to plan their day, actually enjoy life better, they're less stressed, they get more done, and, and it doesn't have to be an extensive plan. Some people are morning people, some are night people. Um, you know, one of the best things you can do is at night, right before you go to sleep, leave a piece of paper maybe by the bedside, uh, take uh, notes for the next day and say, here's what I'd like to accomplish tomorrow. I'd like to read one chapter of this book, I would like to do this, I'd like to do that. Night. When you get up, look at the list, you'll find that just because you wrote it down, you'll start getting those things done. 
And in order to be healthy, your goal should uh, be not only if you're working for somebody that you're on time and that you work, you know, give them eight hours for eight hours work, whatever it might be, uh, but also you should have goals in there for physical uh, uh, exercise. You should have goals for relationships, both in your family and your church and your friends. You should have goals in there for eating properly and maybe a hobby uh, because you have some extra time in the summer if you do. It stays light later, so even if you go to work 9 to 5, you know, you've got some light hours in the evening that are nice. You can do something. And, and it's really important to be able to, to get these goals started in a way where you actually at the end of summer look back and say, boy, that was a great summer that was invested rather than a summer that, that just existed. And uh, so it doesn't have to be overly extensive for any personality can do it. Um, you, you know, we tend to live within the scope of our personalities. And each personality uh, has a strength and a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tend to overwork. I mean, that's my personality. I'm just a you know, hard worker and love to, to get things done. That can also be something that ruins relationships. Yeah. And so your, your strength can become a weakness. Hmm. Those who say I'm real relational, you might have great relationships, but you can't get anything done mm-hmm. because your strength becomes a weakness. So you, you don't want to start letting your strength be weakness. Yeah. You want your strength to be a strength. And that's very important to understand. Todd, when you look out and you see young people today, maybe you've talked to a few of them. Do you see young people as they're always overly busy, always doing something? Or do you see more like passive, take it as it comes approach when you talk with young people? I see a lot more passivity. Is that how you say that? Yeah. It's kind of something that I've had to deal with as an RA. I'm trying to plan events and stuff to do with the guys and you know, when it comes time to doing it, ah, I don't really feel like it. But then a few minutes later, they're like, hey, let's go to McDonald's. I'm like, it's half an hour away <laughs> and it's midnight, you know, but they don't care. And so I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I don't know. That's just what I've seen a lot of. And I don't really understand that. I mean, I can understand doing things spontaneous like, oh, hey, let's go play, you know, Frisbee, something that's close and doesn't cost any money and it's still doing stuff with people and everybody's invited, that kind of thing. I don't understand the exclusive, you know, let's do stuff right now on a whim without really planning. I don't know. You know, not only that, that. I wrote a book called Ideas of Consequences. And and really they do. If if it's like midnight and you say, let's go out and do this. You're up till three in the morning, and you have to work the next morning. You just have a consequence there. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that, that's yeah. one of those things that sometimes we don't think about when we're spontaneous. I, it's okay to plan so that that stuff doesn't happen, and say, you know what, I got to plan. I can't. I got to get up at six in the morning or whatever it might be, yep. and then readjust it. Be intentional about what you're doing, and you're not a victim of whatever else is doing. That happened. Well, I laughed because this last summer, um, I had to be up in the morning for. Um, chapel and running sound for that. And I remember the night before it was 11 o'clock and they're like, you want to go to Wausau? We'll get half off appetizers at Applebee's. I'm like, maybe if I had nothing to do tomorrow and no responsibility, but I have, I have responsibility in a job. I can't do that. Right. And I was like, I just don't understand that mentality. You know what though, Todd, these others might've had responsibility too, but the moment was so big to them. Yeah that they didn't care about the future in that sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, And and that's what we're encouraging our listeners. You know, you can avoid a lot of problems by understanding that your actions today are going to affect what happens tomorrow. And and realize that, that tomorrow is actually going to come. So you're you're going to face it Mm -hmm. in in some way. So, you know, at least plan 
so that you can be one who has a, a, a plan that has been worked out and some intentionality in that part. And you'll see, you'll get a lot more done. You'll feel better about life. We were meant to be people who accomplish things and, and accomplish relationships as well, which means you spend time with people and with <laughs> God and with your church. And it's important that you don't spend all summer just with Hollywood yeah. <laughs> or or Game Boy or with whatever. Do they have Game Boys anymore? Is that even... Maybe if, you're, yeah, maybe if you're maybe for nostalgic, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> Fill in the blank there. Whatever, yes. whatever is cool now. And I think it's important that you're intentional about the things that are important, because as uh, we mentioned earlier, whether you're married or not, the things that really are the most important to us, without intentionality, they slip away. They slip away from us, right in front of us. They slip away. So our relationships get worse. Our health gets worse. Why? Because we're not intentional about the things that are most important. We're, we're actually just letting them happen. And, and because they're not maintained, they fall apart. Yeah. You know, one thing that I do want to touch on is our need for family and not just our own personal family. I think when it comes to summer and whether you're a college student coming home for the summer or you're a high schooler who is finishing up their school and their schedule is going to be changing this summer and you may not be as busy as you were or you know, whatever, your environment changes, home life is going to change a little bit. Parents, teenagers, I think there's a conversation that needs to take place, that needs to happen, where we're going to agree on how summer in some ways is going to look. Some, In some cases, it's going to be, you know, here's what parents expect of their children when they're home uh, for summer. And what ends up happening in the summer is you get parents who, by August, they're just ready to send their kids back to school and say, I'm done, no more, and uh, ready for you guys to go back to school. And teens feel the same way, or young adults, you feel the same way of I got to get out of this house. It's it's stressing me out, whatever. And uh, I just I want you guys to be encouraged that tonight when we talk about these things, we really want to just open up the dialogue and talk about things uh, that really are going on in life and to talk about the things that are difficult to talk about. One thing, guys, as we're talking, one thing to stay intentional on is community, needing your family, uh, needing your church family. I think one thing that happens in the summer is we spend the last nine months going to church so that we keep our sanity to get us through maybe the school year or the papers or whatever, the stressful time. And then summer comes and it's like, all oh, right, I have so much freedom. I could just do it. And I don't feel as stressed out maybe as I was. I don't really need to go to church now. And I want to just encourage you, if you've kind of felt that ever, that not only is church community important, it's vital, not just for you, but for your friends, for those who go and are searching for answers. So make sure that you stay intentional about being a part of the church, and especially the First Corinthians 12 mindset of knowing that you have a vital role in being a part of the church. We need to be there. We need to be present. We need to be plugged in and intentional about that. Otherwise, it's just really easy to just say, yeah, you know, if I have time or, or if it fits in my schedule and you kind of move into that passivity point again in your life. So when we come back here on the show, we'll talk more about 1 Corinthians 12 and uh, continue on this talk about intentionality here on HopeNet Radio. Remember, you can chat with a live coach anytime tonight at our website, HopeNet360.com. Just click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. We're going to be back with more here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW with you guys tonight. Glad that you've joined us on the show. Todd's in studio with us, and uh, we're we're just so glad to be hanging out with you. Tomorrow's Memorial Day. 
Going to be a lot of fun this weekend, and hopefully you've had a great weekend. If you missed the first half of the show, make sure to go back and listen to it at HopeNet360.com. And also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter tonight. We're hanging out with you guys, chatting about being intentional this summer. So if you're on Facebook or Twitter, get on HopeNet360. That's our page on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also email us anytime, hope at hopenet360.com. We would love to hear from you. Do you have an idea of how this summer is going to look? What do you think is an ideal summer? And how do you plan to have the greatest summer of your life in 2014? Uh, all that, we would love to hear from you guys tonight. And we're talking about being intentional. So we talked about being intentional, not only when we talk about having a plan, and some of you guys are type A people where you just plan everything out. And so maybe it just takes some lack of planning, maybe just to stop planning so much to where it's like you have no time to breathe or the people around you feel like they have no time to breathe. You know, that's, that's not me. I tend to be more of a type B kind of a person where, you know, I just, I would rather things just kind of happen and I just kind of go along with it. And, uh, it's not always that way. I'm not that lame where I just kind of, you know, flop around and go place to place like a fish. It just kind of floats downstream. You know, I do have an idea of what I want to do this summer. And so we'll talk more about that, but I think it's important to recognize that, we can be intentional and have a great summer at it. So planning is a good thing to do. Temptation's going to come, and so we got to just prepare for it. I think of the old quote that says, those who fail to plan just plan to fail. And I've been there. I don't know. Have you ever found that to be true in your life? I do. I think that you know, idle time, things that just are not planned ever, is just Satan's playground. Yeah. I mean, he gets into your head. He, he can get away with all kinds of stuff because you have no defenses set up. Believe it or not, if you live in reality, you realize that you can fail. And if you're never going to set up a system, a fence around you, you're in trouble. And if you're going to not do what uh, Jeff was talking about, talk to parents and talk to church and be a part of a group and be a part of a community. If you're going to withdraw and be in front of your computer and be in front of your iPad and your iPhone or whatever it might be all summer, you're going to not really have relationships. You're going to have created some kind of relationship online, but not face-to-face. You and I were not meant to be alone. We were meant to be in community. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. But what's interesting here is that we're being called a body. Now, Now think about that. If you've listened to us before, one of the things you realize is that the very first most important thing for any body part, my finger, the most important thing for my finger is to be un, have unfettered access to the brain. The brain will tell the finger what to do. That isn't any problem at all. So if I'm going to be intentional in my summer, I'm going to make sure that I have access completely 100% of the time to God. I'm going to know the Bible. I'm not going to read the Bible to know the Bible. I'm going to read the Bible to get to know God. Yeah. And I'm going to know him, and I'm going to have unfettered access. In other words, I'm not going to have anything in my life that keeps me from listening to God. Now, now that's step number one. But when you think of the body part, there's even more steps there. For example, my my knuckle, let's say I'm talking about my finger, my knuckle. My knuckle is also dependent on the system that it's in. Mm. In other words, today I ate food. That food went into a stomach. It, it was chewed by teeth and it was it was smithered or slathered with saliva and it went down and it, you know, there's acid that hit it in the stomach. It goes in the intestines and, and it takes the nutrients out. So my knuckle is actually dependent on all those parts to make the, to make its life okay. Mm-hmm. My, my, my uh, knuckle is dependent on my heart beating and the blood circulating and the nutrients in the blood and the liver working. And see, so it, it isn't a part that can live by itself. Mm-hmm. So 
number one thing is I have to make sure it's connected to the brain because everything not connected to the brain will die. Number two, I need to make sure that I'm connected to the system that works. Not the system that doesn't work, but the system that works. And if you look at the body illustration, there's a lot in there. There's some things you can put in your body that ruins the system, that, <laughs> that paralyzes the system. Yeah. And, and, and everything's affected then. Your judgment is affected. And, and you're, you, you know, someone who gets drunk, for example, they, they stagger. So the drunkness affects their legs and their, you know, it, it affects you. And, and so be careful this summer um, who it is that influences you, who your community is. Be careful who you hang out with, who you're spending hours and hours with, this hours of influence. Yeah. Because um, God gives us this illustration of the body on purpose so that we can understand how important it is to meet with him, be intentional about that, mm-hmm. and also to be thankful and a part of another system that we're cheering that system on to be healthy as well. And that's hopefully what the church community does in your life. And if not, then you need to find a church that will do that and stay in the Bible and connect you with God and those kinds of things. And again, we brought it down to a very simple couple things. Mm-hmm. You know, communicate with God, stay with him, listen to him, let him communicate with you. That's, you know, having that access to God. And then be with others in the system that will help you be the best you can be and avoid those who are helping you be the worst you can be. I mean, yeah. it's really not that rocket science kind of thing. It's, it's very simple. Yep, and life changes during the summer. I think we did a show on how to live with no regrets in the past, and if you missed that show or you want to go back and listen to it, uh, stop by our website. But we talked about living without regrets, and summer is one of those times where, like it or not, and, and reality kind of sinks in too, where we make choices, especially in these summer times when we have more of those idle moments, we end up making decisions that we regret later in life. And so realize, and it really does come back to you, you have to be intentional, you have to realize that you've got to set yourself up for success. Because you're not in school or because you're not at college or because your schedules changes, your, your place is changing, where you hang out with your friends maybe changes, uh, realize that you're going to have to make different decisions so that you can still be successful. I'm not saying don't hang out with friends, but what I'm saying is you know, if you're, if you're having some kind of attractions with a guy or a girl and you go and spend hours and hours over at their house every day pretty much and you hang out, chances are you're probably going to make a decision that you're later going to regret. Now, it's not always that way, but when you're faced with a situation where you're going to be tempted and you stay in that situation, I think you're going to find yourself in a, in a hairy situation where you're like, man, that just, I should have gotten out of that ages ago. And I know parents will probably look at me and say, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm feeling. But the same time, our parents have to realize too that you know we gotta we gotta help them to win and uh, and work together and talk about these things before they get to that point of happening. And that's not always the case, especially going back to Dave when you were just talking about idle time and how idle time just it, it moves to our default, what we default in. And some of us, we just we have a really bad bend of just making wrong decisions oh. when we have too we much of that idle time. We and do. so that's what we're just encouraging you to be intentional about as well. And I'd love for the people that are listening to to do something, some very simple, practical things to help them this summer. And uh, you know, one of them is to admit that you're human. And I know that sounds like Dave. I know that, but you know what? What what that means is when somebody comes to me and says, "I'm really struggling with." this weakness in my life, I don't think, oh, man, what a bum. Mm. I think, what a human. And, I mean, we all have that. And so when you share it with somebody who's older than you and loves you, you, you're able to actually be held accountable a little bit. They can help you, that kind of thing. Here's what I want to encourage. This is a little unusual, but I know it would be very well received. 
you know, before the summer starts, or if some of you, the summer started already, a great, but take time to sit down with uh, the people you live with, your family, and say, you know, could we tomorrow, give them a day to think about it, could we talk about what we need to have this summer look like in order for it to be a successful summer? In other words, I, you're just saying, I, I want the summer to turn out well. Let's look at it at Memorial Day weekend. Let, let's look at the front side and let's determine what that would look like so that we can actually set some goals and get there. Mm-hmm. And then come back tomorrow. They may it all faint or whatever, but, but come back the next day and talk about it and set some goals. Yep. Um, likewise, if you're getting back from college right now, it's a good idea to sit with mom and dad and say, you know, I've been gone. I've been on my own. Tell me, what, what is it that you're expecting of me so that I can respect you and the home I love and that kind of thing? In other words, be one who looks for being proactive and setting things up to be successful. And, and if you do that, you know, go to your youth pastor, your, your church, and say, you know what? This summer, there's a lot of time. What can we do as a youth group that, that by the end of the summer, we're going to say, boy, this made this summer something that was an investment, a good summer. And, and just start the conversation. Start it and begin to work towards uh, being intentional about doing good things. And I hope that makes sense. And it's really simple to do if you do it. I would love to hear goals that you have for the summer. You can email those to hope at hopenet360.com. And let me know, what what are your goals for the summer? What would you like to see happen? I think when we start talking about goals, it, it helps to reinforce them in our own mind, but then it also maybe trips somebody, somebody else's mind to think, wow, I would love to do that. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I remember there was one summer where we did a, a bike ride as a youth group and we went down this trail that's in Northeast Wisconsin and it, and it took a few hours to do, but it was so awesome because someone came up with the idea that, hey, we should go on a, a group bike ride and uh, make this happen. And you can do something for missions. You can do something, you know, to raise money for camp or something, plan out and doing some of these things. Because I think when you start talking about goals that you have with other people, it maybe just encourages them to say, yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, I'd love to help do some car washes. I'd love to do, you know, a bike ride or some kind of a fundraiser. Yeah, I'd like to go and, and do this together as a group. And you'd be surprised sometimes that, you know, even though it's spontaneous, you'd be surprised at the amount of relationships that get built in just those moments to do it. So we're going to wrap up the show and talk a little bit more about being intentional this summer when we come back. Remember, you can always connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. And if you need to chat with a live coach, there's one standing by right now at hopenet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. We'll be back to wrap up the show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Jeff and DW, your host tonight, Todd in studio. Guys, we got a letter in to Hope at HopeNet360.com, and I just want to read it. And we've been talking about intentionality. I think it so is fitting for what we're talking about tonight. It says, Jeff and DW, my friend says they're a Christian, but they're always going out to the bars and getting drunk. Whenever I talk to them, they shrug it off and tell me to stop judging them. Am I judging them? It says, I feel like this summer, whenever we hang out together, I'm afraid we're always going to be doing stuff like this. And I'm not sure I want to do that with my life. What should I do? Yeah. You know, I think the word intentionality that we've been talking about comes in here. When I look back on my 47 years here working with young people at Silverbridge Ranch, I realize that there are many of them who have left us who had the Bible, had answers, but in about a 15-minute decision changed the whole rest of their life. It is very easy for someone to destroy their lives. When they go drink, they get drunk, and, and they can destroy their lives very quickly. See, what, what I would be doing is on the front side of it, on the intentional side of it, 
is decide that those things in life that can come come up in the summer, and there are, there are parties that come up, there are, you know, what I did basically was just decide when I feel like things are going to be out of control somewhere, I just didn't go. Hmm. And I found someone else at my church that, that agreed with me on that, and we hung out during those times together. And, and it was really a good thing. In fact, the guys that I hung out with ended up starting the year-round ministry here at Silver Birch Ranch together, and we became people who God used in a very significant way down the road. And it's because you have to be able to say no to certain things and be specific about it. As far as the judging goes, you're not really judging someone who does something on the exterior. Judgment has to do with a motive on why they do it. When somebody gets drunk, that's stupid. I mean, it really is not the good thing to do. There's mm-hmm. nothing good that comes from being drunk. Yep. So, you know, that's not judgmental when you say, hey, you got drunk, that's not right. Uh, so I wouldn't let them uh, make you think you're judging them. It's like me telling someone who's committing adultery, hey, having sex with anyone other than your wife is wrong, and them telling me not to judge them. That's not judgmental if they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I cannot judge motives. In other words, I can't uh, tell somebody why they do something. I barely know why I do things half the time. <laughs> so it's not right for me to tell people why they're doing it. But the, the Bible makes it clear. Things that are on the exterior that are wrong. If you tell me a lie, you know, Jeff, if you're talking to me about something or Todd, you're talking and it's an obvious lie. And I say, hey, that's a lie. And you tell me, don't judge me. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is not judgment. No. I mean, that's either truth or a lie. And if it's a lie, I, I, you know, I want to bring it to your attention that you're lying and don't do that. Mm-hmm. So be careful not to get fooled this summer by people saying, oh, come on, don't be stiff, whatever. I, I, I don't know how many young people. In fact, I've used to speak in prisons once a year. I'd go to a prison and speak. And as I talked to the, the men in there that I spoke to, uh, a lot of times I would ask them, you know, it, because they had lives where they were presidents of companies and, and they were in responsible positions, but now they're in jail for six years. And it's like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. Oh, man, just, you know, I went and, and drank too much. And I, you know, this guy got me mad and I hit him with a pipe and he died. And, you know, it's like wow. his whole life is different now. Yeah. You know, because of that. And he goes, yeah, it was about, you know, a 15-minute decision when I was drunk. Mm-hmm. And it, it altered everything else about my life. Those people get in a car and drive and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it alters people's lives because of that. Yep. So I think you need to be very intentional on the front side of that and be able to say, you know what, this has the potential for going south or bad really fast. So I am going to intentionally not be around these people during these times. I'm intentionally not going to do this or I'm... You know, and we can do that, and I encourage our listeners to do that. Uh, that's why I said talk to your parents and talk to somebody you live with, talk to your friends, talk to your youth pastor on the head time. Conversations save lives. Say, hey, what do we need to do to make this a good summer? Uh, have a plan. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, I've told young people, here's my phone number. Uh, you're in the middle of some trouble in the summer. You're in the middle of some trouble. Someone invites you somewhere. It turns into something you don't want it. Give me a call. Yeah. We'll get somebody there to pick you up. I mean, mm-hmm. have the conversation and have the courage to realize that it is not worth altering the future, your life future, by making a bad decision now. The Bible story in Genesis is on Esau about that, where Esau came in one day at a brother, and he was so hungry, he thought he would die if he didn't have something to eat. And his brother said, well, sell me your birthright, and I'll give you this porridge. And Esau did it. Hmm. And I call them the porridge people. Esau gave up his future because he just wanted a bowl of oatmeal. Hmm. You know, I mean... It, Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and God, all the way through the Bible, condemns that, that action and Esau. Mm. And, and I want to encourage our listeners, do not trade your future this summer. Do not trade it yep. for a bowl of oatmeal. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. 
Make sure that you're intentional on the front side. Make sure you talk to people. If you can't find someone to talk to, talk to a live coach at HopeNet360.com. You know, go there and talk to a live coach. Ask for advice. We want to help you. But, but you need to open that conversation, and you need to open it in a way that you're actually going to put yourself in a position where you can win. You know, Philippians 3, the Apostle Paul said, I count everything a loss other than knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Yep. Uh, when I read that when I was a student, I thought, well, I'm pretty far from that. You know, really, there's a lot of things I would like to do other than just to get to know God. Mm. Well, now that I'm uh, the age that I am, I sit there and think, no, Paul knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to invite you this summer to be somebody who actually spends time getting to know who God is and doing what you need to to get there. For example, spending time in the Bible, spending time talking with your Christian friends, spending time with your community that we talked about, um, and make it the goal of not just knowing the Bible, knowing doctrine, but actually knowing God. And as you know God and love him, your life will start to be altered, and you'll see that you can be significant and secure with God giving that to you as a gift, and you'll never find it apart from that. Well said. You know, going back to this letter, I think it's just important that, you know, we do want to try new things in the summer. Summer's a good time to try new things, but really be cautious not to throw off restraint and say, yeah, that's not going to, that's going to go against my standards. I'm not going to go that far. And if you're afraid or you're, you're thinking that's going to be what you're going to do when you hang out this summer, you might just want to dial back the relationship a little bit there. Be open and honest and say, I'm not willing to go down that path. And I know people who have. And I know my parents wouldn't agree with that. I think that's an easy reason to say it. And if they don't respect that, then you know what? That's not really worth being a friend with. And to put yourself in those spots probably will cause a lot of regrets. So instead of going down that path and trying those new things, try different things. Like I said about going on a bike ride or doing something for missions. Do something that's productive, something that's you know community-minded or that goes in and it benefits somebody else other than yourself. So just some leading questions to think about as we wrap up the show tonight. You know, when we talk about having a plan for the summer, making some goals, you know, here's some things that are just really leading that you can put down and and start to think about, you know, what are your faith goals? What do you want to see accomplished? You know, do you want to read a book or so of scripture? Do you want to, you know, do some study, you know, when it comes to specifically in your Bible, your faith journey, do you want to start journaling? You know, maybe you, you just start writing down every single day what God is speaking to you about, you know, what are your family goals? You know, and, and that's the second one that I think of is as a family, what do you want to see happen? You know, do you want to spend more time with your mom or your dad? And uh, what would you like to do as a family? What do you want to see happen this summer as a family? What are your finance goals? Many of you have a, a job this summer and are doing some things. You know, think about what you can put your money aside for versus going and spending on the new video game or the new, you know, perfume that just came out or, you know, more movies and going to the theaters and spending the money that you make. You know, what are your finance goals? Maybe what are your friend goals? So when you, uh, things change this summer and you may not see your friends as much, uh, what are your friend goals, your relationship goals? What are your expectations there? Uh, What are your education goals or just reading in general? I think it's always important to keep our mind active and not just to let it default to, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't want it to seem like homework, you know, during the summer. And even teachers get this thinking that kids go off in the summer and they come back in the fall and you have to reteach them the same thing you taught 
the previous year because they forgot all of it. I think when we keep our mind active and engaged in education and thinking about those things, not doing all the math problems, but you know, maybe it is doing math problems. Just do something that keeps your mind going so you just don't end up mind rot kind of a thing. So uh, just some really good questions. You know, it's important to know that uh, we don't mean that you need to plan out every single point of your summer and you know make it happen. If it doesn't happen, oh my goodness, the world's going to end. No, it's not that way at all. It's just having a mindset that we want to live intentionally. I think as our society is moving towards more of just like what you said, Dave, it, it moves more towards a passive, come as, as it will, and we lose the intentionality of our life. I think it's so important that we recognize that it's going to leave us missing out on so many opportunities, even though we just were you know, attached to our smartphones or our Facebook and, and uh, we think we're going to stay connected. We got to have some things in mind. And, uh, and maybe that means turning off your phone, maybe turning off Facebook for the summer. I don't know. That might mean your social life is gone. I don't know what that means for you, but don't forget anytime you get into that point where you're just feeling like you're just alone, um, maybe you miss your friends. Maybe there are, there are things going on in your life that are hard to go through. There's always a live coach waiting at hopenet360.com to talk to about anything in life. So, uh, for Jeff, for DW, for Todd, thanks so much for joining us on the show tonight. We'll see you guys online and next week. See ya.